Welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Hello, Griffin. Hello, Zachary. How are you doing Oh, I'm today? delightful. I'm delightful. How is oh, your evening? Oh, it's going terribly. Oh, but, you tell know, me that's all what about it, it. Well, first and foremost, yeah. my souffle, uh, it, 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 what's the word? Sunk, it you deflated. You don't say. I know it was awful. It was I, the worst. You no, know, I have I have a fix for that. An old little an old little trick that my Do grandmother tell me. taught me. Well, the trick is, is that once you pull it out of the oven, you gotta give it just a little kiss, just a little tiny, and then that'll be it'll it'll be golden. Trust me. Mwah. Mwah. Ah, beautiful. I love it. I will remember that next time. Okay, dear. Beautiful. Well, <laughs> hey, thank you so much. Hey, bye. Are you coming to book club later this I week? I am. I'm all ready. I've got everything. Uh, I've got everything read and sorted. I'm ready to talk about some themes. <laughs> Oh, guys, I got Zach really good. <laughs> some themes. I don't know what this weird, like, 70s mom bit we just did was, but I'm here for it. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I'm Zach. I'm Griffin, and that's what we call a cold open. Uh, most definitely coming fr- in cold. Literally rigid open. Yeah. Hey, Griff, who just put down his work bag and got on this call? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Woo! Let's Woo! go. What's the thing right. that? What's the thing that like? Uh, um, it's like when you ask a uh, stressed out like uh, food service worker. It's like, hey, how you doing? And they say one of two things. They go, oh, I'm doing. Or they say, living the dream. That's how you know they're dead inside. <laughs> oh my god, I've said the oh, I'm doing so many times. Yep. Oh, Anytime no. walking into work at the bread mines, it was and and our some our often very cheerful manager would come and say, "Hey Griff, how you doing?" And I would just like slowly turn my sad, sullen eyes in her direction and go, "Living the dream." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Panera make you. Know, do you ever? No, you don't watch movies. I was going to make a reference to uh, the movie Zootopia. I have seen Zootopia. You know the sloth. Yes. Yeah, you're like yeah. At the at Panera, you're like that that sloth, but sad. Yes. So like when someone's like, "How you doing?" You sort of slow turn. I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the life. That's the life. I've noticed something about my work life, and that is, I have I've developed this laugh. Um, that is. Uh, someone told me either the same joke that I've heard 12,000 times that day from mm-hmm. every customer I've been to or just something I don't care about. Cool. Um, and so it's the fa- – like, like you know, uh, in Friends, Chandler has a work laugh, which is his, like, yeah. humor the boss. Like, <laughs> right. sort of. 
and mine it's like this like two or three tone like just tell me like a like a shit carpet like j- thing that's supposed to be funny but really isn't you got this spin it off okay um you know i mean like you know what they say about shag carpeting right <laughs> <laughs> I literally do that, like <laughs> at least <laughs> at least thirteen times a day. There's <laughs> someone making just a dumb joke that I'm like, oh my fucking god! <laughs> 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 Jesus, like, Christ. like, like that's it. Ever just <laughs> and it's it's awful, and I hate myself for it. Um, but I I can't stop. I mean. Uh, the sacrifices we make sometimes um at any rate uh listeners audience customers friends we are embarking on perhaps the first of a new series of episodes that's right you've heard of big boys you've heard of big boys too bigger better boys today we're talking about itty bitty boys Itty bitty boys. Itty bitty boys. We all, we've all talked about the big boys, the biggest of yeah. boys, and how big they are, and oh, the fact yeah. that they are boys sometimes. But where's the love for the small boys, the itty boys? Those itty bitty boys. Ibby. That's Bibby. Bibby. Boys. Ibby Bibby boys. Ooey gooey. Gravitas. <laughs> no. No ooey gooey boys in this episode. <laughs> okay, cool. This episode uh, is about itty bitty tiny boys. So it's the reverse of our big boys. We're still focusing on D and D for this. We are uh, pulling from a variety of uh, source books, but whereas the big boys they were you know huge to gargantuan, we're talking about boys that are uh, small to tiny. Small so, to tiny. Small would be like a cat. Yeah. Yeah. And tiny would be like like a bug, like perhaps a like a hamster. Yeah. A bat, I think, is tiny. A bat, yes. Um, for reference. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've, we're pulling some from a, a variety of things, and uh, um, this first one uh, is very, very cute. Our first itty-bitty boy is something called the Zorbo. The Zorbo comes from the Tomb of Annihilation source book, mm-hmm. adventure book. Um, so I think this thing's a little jungle dweller, because I think there's like there's like a jungle island that the Tomb of Annihilation is in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Zorbo, uh, you, you said something really good about the Zorbo before we started recording. It was like a mean little teddy bear. Yeah, well, now that I'm looking at it, you know what it, it, it kind of looks like to me? Yeah. Like, if, okay, so if there was like a Teddy Ursa from Pokemon. Okay. But like all of like the the other Teddy Ursas it grew up with like graduated to Ursaring, <laughs> but like this one never got to evolve, so it's like forty, and it's just sort of like <laughs> let itself go, and it's just <laughs> like large a Teddy Ursa going through a mid age crisis, midlife crisis. Well, a midlife crisis, but like when like he realizes his life never went anywhere, and is just sort of down on his luck. <sighs> That's sort of what Zorba looks like. Uh, Zorbo is a the Zorbo is a small monstrosity. Yeah, it, it the book uh, refers it, it says it mentions it's similar in size and appearance to a koala, mm-hmm. um, but it's got the sort of brownish reddish fur, but only on like its head and shoulders. The rest of its body is I mean, there's a little bit of hair and fur there, but it mostly looks like 
Like its belly is bare, you know? Like, like an angry Teddy, Ur- Teddy Ursa with mange. Yeah. It's kind of poo-bearing a little bit with its fur. Yeah, yeah it is poo-bearing. <laughs> Uh, Zorbo is a ferocious omnivore, similar in size and appearance to a koala. Living in trees and caves, it has long claws, a dour disposition, and a fondness for humanoid flesh. A Zorbo alters its natural armor to match its surroundings, and it can weaken and destroy armor, shields, and protective magic items with its sharp claws. Hell yeah, Zorvo! It's got this cool little feature where uh, called natural armor. It magically absorbs the natural strengths of its surroundings, adjusting its armor class based on the material that it is standing or climbing on. So it goes up to 15 for wood or bone, 17 for earth or stone, and AC of 19 for metal. So if it's clinging onto your shield, it's just it, it, it absorbs the properties of your shield. And it's just like, you can't can't touch this. Fuck you. Yeah, no, no, no. No, no. Can't touch this. And oh, then its shit. claws uh, have, yeah, let's see here. Yeah, it doesn't do a ton of damage. I mean, like, it'll hurt you. But if it attacks someone who's wearing armor, carrying a shield, or has a magic item that improves its AC, uh, they must make a dexterity save. On a failed save, one such item worn or carried by the creature magically deteriorates taking a permanent and cumulative minus one penalty to the AC it offers, and the Zorbo gains plus one AC until the start of its next turn. Armor reduced to an AC of 10 or a shield or magic item that drops to zero. Uh, Increase is destroyed. (laughs) No. You mentioned that, like, it doesn't do that much damage, but, like, that's, like, 2d6, that's a great sword. I guess. That's fair. Like in D and D world, that that's a great sword. That's a great sword. It, it, it's tiny. It's tiny paws can do equal to a great sword. So, <laughs> and and Damn. it's got the it's got a climb speed. It's got that koala climb where it can just get up in the trees and then drop bear on your ass. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, and you it's, can hold it in the palm of your. Well, we can maybe not the palm of your hand, but like both palms of both. I mean, hands. Yeah, you could you could cradle you could yeah. cradle this this boy if it you know, didn't want to eat you, which it probably um, would. So yeah, uh, disclaimer: uh, humanoids out there. Yeah, it's probably not for you. <laughs> Just gonna say it. It's probably not for you. Probably not. I mean, there's there's exceptions to everything. You might be able to. Maybe the Zorbo has a particular affinity for like elf flesh, and you're a human, and so you're fine. But just be, be wary of your elf friends, and be wary of the Zorbo. Yeah, you know, just be wary of him. The cute though. He's mean mugging me right he's now. Mean Grace. mugging you, but like it, he's got a face that's like it's like a small dog that has like an angry face, you know, like an angry poodle. You know, like when the dog has like the underbite, and so it just kind of <laughs> looks pissed all the time. Oh, wait, that was overbite. <sighs> hey, you know, like like resting bitch face. Mm-hmm. He's got resting mean mug. Resting mug. Good. Yeah, resting 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 mug mug. <laughs> I was thinking mean mun mug mean mun mean muggin zorbo mug with a yes. mug with a mug that says number one zorbo <laughs> he's mean mugging with his mug while he holds his mug yeah but then also while he's in a back alley mugging someone mm-hmm. he's got a best friend who's a bug yeah standing on a rug and um his drink in his mug he goes chuck a lug. 
fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> I love this little bastard. Oh, God. He's so angry, and I'm here for it. I will say they are. It does say they are um, omnivorous. So yeah. it, it, it says that has a fondness for humanoid flesh. I'm sure that you could find a way to have a more vegetarian lifestyle for your Zorbo, provided they were, so as long as they're getting all the nutrients that they need. Yeah, I guess. And uh, if anyone you know, tries to, like, invade your homestead, um, Zorbo gets a treat. Zorbo, <laughs> Zorbo <laughs> has little a home invader as a treat? <laughs> Ken has criminal <laughs> Zorbo Ken has is for is what if what if was for eats what if was for Zorbos I just want to think like Zorbo sits there like me mugging and then just like puts his arm out and does like the gimme hands yeah like mm. <laughs> gimme <laughs> It's like okay, Zorbo, you can has. There is there is something inherently cute about a small creature that is perpetually angry. <laughs> angry, because <laughs> yeah, because oh, yeah, because at some point the facade has to shatter because it's gonna need to. It's gonna ask you for something that it wants or needs, and it's gonna look very pusty while doing it. Yeah, no, this fucker's like the Ewok who slept through like the invasion of fucking Endor, <laughs> like. <laughs> They are. He's like, why didn't anyone fucking wake me up? They are a little Ewok-esque, aren't they? He does have a little Fu Manchu, though, which is also great. But yeah, it like, goes over the nose. It goes over the muzzle and back down. It's great. Yeah. I, I, as you said, I love this little bastard. <laughs> I think I, these would be great if you had like uh, like a greenhouse or like a an arbor that you you kept and they could just kind of have some of that natural habitat and yeah. and also ward off invaders yeah anytime you ventured in there though you'd have to be very on your toes because i i do feel like they they would make sport of trying to <laughs> trying to get the drop on you as you're like oh most hey, certainly my dear zorpo are you in- oh god no <laughs> Hey, we now know what a Zorpo says. Yeah. It goes But higher I love it. Yeah. I wonder. Hmm. I guess it's magic. I was gonna say, like, with its ability to absorb the like surroundings to to like make it its armor. Is like is is do you think there's like a physical change as well? Like if it you know is absorbing strength from stone does it turn kind of like stone skinny i don't know or or this is just like just takes on like a come at me bro sort of stance because it, it knows that it's got stone skin that, that would be rad though like it absorbs that metal and it gets fucking mario metal cap <laughs> and and just goes spinning at you doing fucking front flip ah! I was gonna say this thing would probably be good at gymnastics, but it only has a dex of eleven, so probably not. It's really good at climbing, um, and it does have a climb speed, and then subsequently dropping on top of you. Maybe like maybe maybe diving. Maybe it's a very good diver. Ooh, I would see, yeah, being very good at diving. Yeah, they're really into uh, competitive cliff diving. You know, you got to climb <laughs> up to you know the good spots, mm-hmm. um, and that's why really only Zorbos are good for um, you know this particular sort mm-hmm. of genre of cliff diving. Um, but ooh, they're so graceful up there. <laughs> it's really something to see. 
But I, I, I like these little guys. I, we're, we're on, a, we're on a, a rare streak right now where we're talking about something we actually like. I know, right? We, yeah. we, la- especially last time. Especially last time. Last time. Last time. Ugh. Still, ha- have you been having weird dreams since then? I think so. I, yeah, like well, I guess I guess come the, in yeah. and out. But I was gonna say, yeah. The better question is, have you had a hard time discerning when you are awake and when you are asleep? I've had a really hard time sleeping, like more than usual for me. Well, yeah, no, I I, I feel like the the lines between sort of my dream reality and like sure. my waking reality yeah. have become blurred. Um, so like honestly, like who knows if this is just a fucking dream episode? Cool. Huh. So we've got, huh. I think, about seven Zorbos in right now. Um, Just yeah, hanging out. They're you know trying to get along, but like you know, it's one of those things where like, if someone sits there and mean mugs you too much, you're not going to want to hang out with them. Yeah. So like you know, they're they're kind of keeping their distance from one another. Um, so if you're interested, let us know. And just double check your city's like exotic pet laws because we we don't want any any of these cute little bastards ending up you know in shelters. Because God, can you imagine the, the mayhem? Yeah. No. Oh my goodness. But uh, we got Zorbos. We got Zorbos, everybody. Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop, colon, we've got Zorbos. We we got Zorbos. Hell yeah. That's, that's it. Well, I, I like we got Zorbos. We that's got Zorbos. All right. Beautiful. Are we ready to move on? Next boy. Bring in the next so, small boy. So the next small boys are awful. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, so this one's kind of a classic, um, and it's an intellect devourer. Ah shit. Um Ah beans. Yeah. Ah so, dang guys. So an intellect devourer is a brain with like lizard dog legs. Yeah. Yeah. So um Yep. Yep. It's a brain. It's 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 a brain with on hands legs. and feet. With hands and feet. Well, hands. Yep. An intellect devourer resembles a walking brain protected by a crusty covering and set of bestial clawed legs. Pause real quick. Resembles a walking brain? It is a walking brain book. Fuck you. (laughs) This foul aberration feeds on the intelligence of sentient creatures, taking over a victim's body on behalf of its mind flayer masters. Hmm. Yeah. These things were created by illithids or mind flayers. Mm Mm-hmm. They breed intellect devourers to serve as roaming hunters of the Underdark, creating an intellect devourer by taking the brain of a thrall and subjecting it to a horrible ritual. See? It doesn't resemble shit. It is a brain. As it sprouts legs, the brain becomes an intelligent predator as twisted and evil as its masters. Deadly puppet masters are their other tag. An intellect devourer consumes a creature's mind and memories, then turns the host's body into a puppet under its control. (laughs) An intellect devourer typically uses its puppet host to lure others into the domain of the mind flares to be enthralled or consumed. You have this very specific cadence that you take when you're reading about discreetly terrible things. Yeah, <laughs> An intellect devourer consumes the creature's mind and memories, <laughs> turns the body to a host with a puppet under its control. Yeah, and I really go into the infomercial voice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, for the longest time, I've had this idea for a D and D character. Yeah, where it's an intellect devourer who just wants to go out and have a good time. 
That's pretty good. Um, and so, yeah, the intellect of ours just in someone else's body, uh, and is, uh, just hanging out, trying to be a hero, you know? Great. Uh, these things can detect sentience. The intellect of our can sense the presence and location of any creature within 300 feet of it that has an intelligence of three or higher, regardless Jesus. of interposing barriers, unless the creature is protected by a mind blank spell. So it just, yeah, it just has a food detector for itself. Yep. Devour intellect. An oh. intellect devour targets one creature it can see within 10 feet of it that has a brain. The target must succeed on a DC 12 intelligence saving throw against this magic or take 11 or D 2d10 psychic damage. Also on a failure, roll 3d6. If the total equals or exceeds the target's intelligence score, the score is reduced to zero. The target is stunned until it regains at least one point of intelligence. That is so brutal. Yup. So, like, because here's the thing. To my knowledge, like, it says it says the target is stunned until it regains at least one point of intelligence. It doesn't tell you how to do that. No, not at all. There's no built-in mechanic of restoring intelligence, restoring any stat points. It's like, yeah. what do you do? Like, intellect devourers are, are sneaky dangerous. Because they're only, like, CR2 creatures. Yeah. But they can yep. do that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Body thief. Yeah. The intellect devourer initiates an intelligence contest with an incapacitated humanoid within five feet of it that isn't protected by protection from good and evil. Sorry, evil and good. I always switch them around. Yeah, whatever. Uh, if it wins the contest, the intellect devourer magically consumes the target's brain, teleports <laughs> into the target's skull, and takes control of the target's body. While inside a creature, the intellect devourer has total co uh, cover against attacks well, and yeah. other effects originating outside its host. That's because it's in your skull. It is. The intellect devourer retains its intelligence, wisdom, and charisma scores as well as its understanding of deep speech, its telepathy, and its traits. <laughs> it otherwise adopts the target's statistics. It knows everything the creature knew, including spells and languages. If the host body dies, the intellect devourer must leave it. A protection from evil and good spell cast on the body drives the intellect devourer out. The intellect devourer is also forced out if the target regains its devoured brain by means of a wish. Oh, well, that's nice. By spending five feet of its movement, the intellect devourer can voluntarily leave the body, teleporting to the nearest unoccupied space within five feet of it. The body then <sighs> dies unless its brain is restored within one hour. Brutal. These things are fucked. These things, like, there's not a lot in D&D &D that has the ability to insta-kill you. Oh, the way, like, 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 like an intellect devourer can insta-kill a level 20 character. Let's, well, well, I, it, not in, I wouldn't say insta-kill, but at least insta-gork. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if your intelligence isn't 19 or higher then you run the risk, slim as it may be, with higher intelligences, that this thing can stun you, hop inside you, and unless you get a protection spell cast on you very quickly, the following round, if it wants to, it can just hop out of your body and leave you dead. Unless yeah. someone has a ninth level wish to burn on you for getting your brain back. Yeah, it says that you're stunned, so in theory, your body would still keep going. So you know, there, if you're stunned, then, you're... then, would, then would, la would launch the quest to find a way to help your pal. But yeah. 
Because stunned counts as incapacitated. Yeah. So it stuns then, you, it, ju- it eats your brain, jumps inside you, jumps out. Yep. And you're dead. Or, or it uses your vast magical knowledge, kills your friends, and then leaves your body. Yeah. Bastard brain creatures. Damn these boys. They're, but hey, they're immune to being blind because they don't have eyes. Yeah. Because they're yeah, brains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, oh, didn't, I didn't know that they were resistant to fucking like, non-magical damage either. Shit. Which is kind of stupid because if you think about it, the brain is the most vulnerable part of you. It really is. There's a it's... reason why we developed heads is to protect the brain. Is that the reason we yeah. developed heads? Yeah. <laughs> That's why our brains are in our heads. At one point, did we not have heads? Correct. And just have a brain floating? Yes, and then and then the, everyone started dying, and then evolution was like, "Ooh, we should get some we should get some protection around this bad boy." <laughs> hey, we man, we should put some 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 thick ass shell around this thing. Yeah. That's why we got skulls, homie. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Amazing. I'm a scientist. Hello, Griffin Coldiron, PhD. That's you. That's me. A wig. Amazing. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Intellective hours are awful. Is um, there? Is there a reality? I'm not saying it's likely, but is there a reality where an intellect devourer can be? A good pet. I mean, if you're a mind flayer, like it is already. Point. Good point. Are there creatures out there that we could market these to that don't have brains? Elementals don't have brains, as far as I know. Yeah. <laughs> what if, hang on, I just had a brainwave. No pun intended. Be careful with that. <laughs> what if... Okay. We... We 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 market. We're we're not selling the intellect of ours as pets. We're selling pets to the intellect of ours because they only give a shit about sentient creatures. So we could sell like some like a cat to an intellect of ours, and it's not going to give a shit. Because hey, cat, intellect of ours, you're interested in a cat? Because cats because cats don't have they're they're intus too. I'm pretty sure. Like it's below the it's that animal level intelligence in D and D. Yeah, look, intellect of ours. When you're out there in the world mm-hmm. and you've taken over. You know, a person. Like when you're not feeding, you know, t- you know random townsfolk to your my, your illicit overlords. You know, odds are, you know, the nights get kind of lonely. Mm-hmm. And so, if you need a cat, a dog, a, a homunculus, a fairy dragon, really anything Hamster. that you could find here at Zach and Griffith's Multiversal Pet Shop, why don't you mm-hmm. get? Why don't you? Why don't you check us out? Yeah, here in beautiful Bearing, bro, and also everywhere else. And also everywhere else. And uh, hey, please don't eat us when you get here. Please when's, don't eat us. When's the <sighs> last time, Intellective Hour? When's the last time someone cared for your needs? You're always and, you're always doing things at the behest of your illithid masters. When's the last time they asked you, "Hey, how are you?" Yeah. When's Greg gonna have gonna have their day? There's a level of service here that trust us. You'll find what you're looking for. Greg, we got you. We got you, Greg. Get get on over here. One eight hundred, pet shop. <laughs> I, we need to figure out a way I had to actually acquire that phone number in real life. We'll do some googling. Yeah. All right. I think ad that's, break. I think that's ad break time. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm fucking down. Yeah. Fuck fuck yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
All right, let's hit it. Hit it. Are you looking for work in a calm, relaxing environment? Do you have a fondness for artisanal teas and comfort? Do you consider yourself undead? Well, Spirituality would like you to join our family. Spirituality, a second chance employment tea house for the undead, is a place for those having difficulty adjusting to their new sense of unlife. We understand that dying is hard, and readjusting after the fact can be even harder. Employment at Spirituality is a way for those troubled souls and shambling bodies to begin reintegrating into a living society. Spirituality is 100% undead owned and operated. A majority of our tea leaves are locally sourced from graveyards, cemeteries, and small businesses. And the blends are assembled in-house by expert sommeliers. Every cup, dish, pot, and platter is also made with love by the hands of the unliving. Don't have a corporeal form anymore? That's all right. We have a number of service and accounting positions that would benefit from your ghostly presence. We offer fair and competitive wages, but spirituality does not have a comprehensive benefits package because, let's face it, we don't need it anymore. Go to PetShopCast.com to see if there's a spirituality in your area. Come join the family of the unique up-and-coming tea house that Timeless Magazine calls a horrid and inviting place for brunch. Spirituality. No life. No worries. That was, that was good. <laughs> that was pretty good, my man. That's a that was not a, a cold open necessarily. It was a cold um, chant, uh, a cold some cold scat. <laughs> I'm the scat man. Have you ever listened to that song slowed down? No, it is haunting. Scream. <laughs> I might. I'm, I'm gonna cut in a section here. It's awful. Thanks. Thanks for that, bud. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so uh, after talking about those horrible, that horrible sin yep. um, from moments ago, right? We're gonna talk about something delightful. Thank and that goodness. That is called a holly found. Holly or, or a holly fint. So, a, a holly fant, uh, they're gentle, star, uh, stalwart creatures native to the upper plains. Good aligned deities and angels use them as messengers and helpers. Holly fants treasure friendship and honesty. Oh, uh, thank the I Lord. Know. Something nice. So, a holly nice. fant is a cute, like, mammoth little guy who's, like, got golden fur and like four low wings. Oh. He's really adorable and I love him a lot. 
They're um, small celestials. They're tiny. They're just little boys. God, flying around. They're very fast in the air, like 120 feet Holy around fast. Shit. I know it's the it's the four wings. <laughs> a holly font looks like a miniature elephant with luminous gold fur and small, rapidly fluttering wings that not only hold it aloft but also propel it at a great speed. Fuck yeah! It you does. are right. It's the four wings. The four wings. Although kind, a hollyphant won't bear witness to an evil act without punishing the malefactor. Hell yes! Its pearlescent tusks are far from formidable, but it can unleash trumpet blasts from its trunk that can deafen creatures or engulf evildoers in radiant sparkles of positive energy. <laughs> a hollyphant is also yes. blessed with powerful innate magic to help it combat evil and protect its friends. I'm so mad that I've never heard of these things until now. I'm in love. I'm in love. All right. So, let's uh let's just you know cruise through yes their info here. Oh, they are resistant so cute. to all Shut up. <laughs> God. They are uh resistant to all um non-magical uh, weapon damage. They're immune to poison and the condition poison. And they can speak uh, celestial enough telepathy out to 120 feet. Uh, you ca- I can talk to them, too? You can talk to them in your brain. Uh. Aura of invulnerability. <laughs> An invisible aura forms a 10-foot radius sphere around the holly fan for as long as it's alive. Any spell of 5th level or lower cast from outside the barrier can't affect creatures oh. or objects within it. It's a globe, it's a globe of invulnerability spell. Even if the spell is cast using a high-level spell slot, such a spell can target creatures and objects within the barrier, but the spell has no effect on them. Similarly, the area within the barrier is excluded from the areas of uh, areas affected by such spells. The Holyphant can use an action to suppress this trait until its concentration ends. So basically, That's like, a- someone could sling a ninth-level fireball at a Holyphant? And it would and anyone within the holly fans sort of area aura, and nothing would happen in the area exactly <sighs> it also has access to let's see light at will twice a day it could use bless cure wounds protection from evil and good nice and once per day banishment heal raise dead uh, shape change into Holy a gold what into a golden furred mammoth with feathered wings and a flying speed of 120 feet or teleport with no chance of error. Yeah, these things are fucking crazy. Oh, my, that's some potent magics in this little boy. Mm-hmm. And then it's got these trumpets. So it's got tusks. And the they trumpets, like there you go. <laughs> that was my elephant sound. <laughs> it, was, it was all right. Uh, I'll, I'll, try one. I'll try one real quick. All right. <laughs> Should I have to you gotta really, you gotta really get those lips tight. Yeah, I know. <sighs> that was pretty good. Thank you. All right, so trumpets. Again, use trumpets three times a day. The holophant blows air through its trunk, creating a trumpet sound that can be heard out to a range of six hundred feet. I mean, yeah. The trumpet also creates a thirty-foot cone of energy that has one of the following effects chosen by the holophant. The trumpet of blasting. 
<laughs> Each creature in the cone must make a DC 14 con save. On a failed save, a creature takes 17 thunder damage oh, and is deafened shit. for one minute. On a successful save, a creature takes half as much damage and isn't uh, deafened. Non-magical objects in the cone that aren't being held or worn take 35 thunder damage. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, so uh, Sonic Boom Horn, or... And the Trumpet of Sparkles. Of course. Creatures in the cone must make a DC 14 con save, taking 22 radiant damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Evil creatures have disadvantage on the saving throw. Good creatures in the cone take no damage. I'm in love. I'm in love with Hollyfant. This is the best thing I've ever seen. I've never wanted to be friends with something more. Like, for real, granted with though. you. Well, right, right. Um, yeah, you're excluded in Present this, company aside. There we go. It, but no, they're, they're just perfect cute, in every way. Cute, fuzzy, flying teacup elephant. Yeah. With horns of explosion and sparkling. Uh huh. With healing and dead raising powers. Uh huh. Magical and, protection. And- and if I want my small boy to become a big boy, it can. And it can still fly. And it can still fly. God, guys, I'm I'm in love with Holly Fan. Oh, <laughs> I need one. He's just so cute. I if we, if, I know I know it's hard to get a hold of of celestials because mm-hmm. they have a, they have important jobs to do. Yeah, like, they got stuff going on. But, like, Zach, honestly, like, if we got our hands on a couple of these cuties, like, we're keeping them. Like, I um, mean, the, yeah, the, the, um, and granted, like, they, they can just come hang out with us. We'll, I mean, we'll yeah, send that, them, that's we'll it. send them an invite, they can come and fucking party, and it'll be awesome. I will, I will give, we'll give them goodie bags, and in the goodie bags, there will be an uh, employment application. Mm, oh, yeah. Those come work for us, and um, our shop, like, everyone will kind of want to come hang out. Mm-hmm. And, Be the and you know that hip happening spot. Oh, most definitely. Oh God, I'm just looking at them. It's like parents are gonna want to bring their kids. Like little Casey, do you want to go to the pet shop to see the holophants? And little Casey's like, yeah. Yeah, kids are waking up their their parents on Sunday morning. Like, can we go? Like, like you know how like you used to like ask to go to Toys R Us all the time yeah, when you were yeah, a kid. Yeah. They'd be like, can we go to the pet shop, please? I want to hang out with the holophants. <laughs> Why have we not? done like a zoo day yet i don't know for the kids for the kids for yeah. the kids and the families for the fans uh yeah we'll get it going and and we gotta have some holly fans. definitely my god i like, just can't stop looking at them they're it's the fact that they're fuzzy elephants they're so fuzzy uh and like the, 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 the little tiny tusks. <laughs> no, they're 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 just really precious. And they've got the little tail, like a little Eeyore tail almost. Yeah, it's super it's super fucking cute. This one has a mohawk. It does. So you know that this one's a little edgy. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's right. I fucking hate evil, but I'm down to have. I, I said nothing about debauchery, baby. <laughs> yeah. The one, the one chaotic good holophant. Yeah. It's oh, like it, all of its all of its graffiti that it sprays around the upper plains is like Bible scripture. Yeah, 
My parents told me that I need to stand against evildoers. I stand against the man. (laughs) (laughs) The Holophant writes very strongly worded letters and, like, gets petitions signed against Asmodeus. Yeah. Yeah, we have Winston, the little anarcho-socialist, who's like... (laughs) Man, fuck these, this angelic caste system. Okay, Let's but, just have a good time. But like, but like a holophant that decides to come down to the mortal planes in order to help people under oppressive government regimes. Oh, I'm here for it. That's our movie. We haven't done a movie in a while. That's we haven't, a, yeah, that's, that's the one. That's our movie. That's the one right there. It's like, it's like an E.T. kind of story. Where initially, you know, it's just about a bunch of kids who find this strange, to them, alien creature. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, but, like, what are you? And the Holophant, like, it's like, it's like eyes are fluttering open, like it just landed on our plane. And then it's like, whatever. And the kids are like, whoa, you're so cool. Do you think that we could get world-renowned Holophant a- uh, actor Haley Holofonte... To come be in this movie. I want to play with you in the space. I really do, but I'm reeling from that joke. (laughs) Okay. Yes. I think so. I think it's doable. I've heard, I've heard rumors. I've heard rumors about her writer though. Um, oh, it's, man. So, like, we're going to have to put up with a little bit of that nonsense, but I think it'll be worth it. Yeah, no, it's got to be, like, only lightly salted peanuts. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't have... The lights in her changing room have to be, like, a specific lumen value. Oh, yeah, definitely. They can't be too white, you know? They, but also not, like, too it. yellow. Yeah, it throws off the sparkle of the fur. Mm-hmm. It's, it's complicated, but, like, her it's work an Im- speaks- It's an it- image thing, I get it. Her work speaks for herself, really. Yeah. Has to have bundles of grapes where it's specifically half red, half green on the same vine. It's on like, the same vine, which is very fucking hard to find, yeah, I gotta say. Hmm. I think we can pull it off. I hope so. Do we get the... Do we just... Is this just Stranger Things Season 4? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> we, get, we get Billy Bobby Brown and Finn Wolfhard... Who has the most Buckwild name for of a child ever? Yeah, and, no, definitely. And uh, like Finn Wolfhard sounds like a Viking chief. Oh, definitely. Um, but he's instead at this point like what seventeen? He's like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, I don't know, but still, it's just a kid. My name's hi hi. I'm nine years old. My name is Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to go to fourth grade, please. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, me and my, I would like, please give me access to Universal Studios. I just want to be a kid. <laughs> it's like, are, are you sure you won't pillage the gift shops? Yes, I'm sure. I'm not I know I old. sound, I know I sound like a Viking, but I'm carrying no weapons on me, I promise. Just kidding, my body is a weapon. <laughs> That's a joke I like to say sometimes. Anyway, <laughs> can I go in now? Yeah, you know, front, front of the show, Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ, I'm crying. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Stranger Things looking motherfuckers, uh, next on our docket. Yep. We got, um, do we have to lead the Holophants? We do. Okay. I, I love, I, look, I love Haley Holophante as much as the next guy, but. 
Okay. Yeah. Sometime we, we do need to move on with our business. Okay. Okay. Random, not a real stinker, but like a fun one. It's, fun. Um, it's, it's horrifying. It's really horrifying. And I think this is our only like tiny creature today. Yeah. So this is the ibbiest of the bibbies. We've got an abyssal chicken. <laughs> abyssal fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> AFC. <laughs> I want. I'm gonna run an Avernus campaign with a restaurant called AFC. Mom, I want AFC. <laughs> okay, okay. Abyssal chicken. Um, it is. Uh, uh, uh. It's uh, so these are fiends, right? These yes. are these are demonic chickens. Mm-hmm. Abyssal chickens are carnivorous, temperamental, and tasty bottom feeders native you know, to Gri- the abyss. You, know, you ask a lot of times, Griffin, <laughs> if, if something's tasty, and this gives you the answer right off the bat. Yep. They beat their leathery wings to scare predators and to help them run faster, and they taste like... Is that like, what those are? I think so. Uh. And they taste like fatty chicken. So this is a leathery skinned, mostly a chicken. Um, it's got like the legs, like it's got like the chicken, like the bendy chicken legs and the feet. They look um, about right. Its and face, it, there's no like eyes or beak. It's just got a classic like <sighs> demon face and a big like lashy tongue. And then there's these two things coming off its back that, like, it it looks like half of a half pipe, right? Like, it... It, it, it looks like a reverse shark's fin split down the center of it. But apparently them's his wings? Apparently them's wings, Griff. Um, um... It does... So here's the thing. These things suck. <laughs> yes. They do have a fly speed, but they have a trait called bad flyer. <laughs> The abyssal chicken falls to the ground at the end of its turn if it's airborne, and the only thing holding it aloft is its fly speed. So they can fly 30 feet, but that's it. And then they drop. And then they drop. Oh, God. And aside from that, like, so here's the thing. They're, They're demons, technically. So they're resistant to cold and fire and lightning. They're immune to poison. They're immune to blind. They have blind side of 30 feet. They can understand abyssal but can't speak. They can bite and they can claw, and that's it. They look, you know, look, like if you're looking <laughs> at them from like that second joint down, it's like sure, that's just a chicken. That's just a that's just a sick chicken. And then you go a little bit higher, and you're like, oh no, <laughs> this is a problem. This thing's awful. What I want to what I want to talk about is like the lore implications of these things because do abyssal chickens suggest abyssal ranchers? Maybe. What came first, the abyssal chicken or the abyssal egg? <laughs> do they lay eggs? Do do, I don't know. do demon chefs make abyssal omelets? And does any product have the word abyssal in front of it? I mean, by de- I think it has Yo, to. Hey, you want some abyssal scrambled eggs? Are they different than regular scrambled eggs? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. If I mean, like, so I guess, I, I, maybe outside of the abyss, they need to put that disclaimer on there, right? 
Because if you're mm. in the abyss, do you have access to normal eggs? No, they're just scrambled eggs. At down that there, point, you just but... have scrambled eggs with with you know hot sauce, abyssal hot yeah. sauce, but which is just hot sauce. But I I want to see I want to see the abyssal farmhand that you know goes into the barn uh, to collect the uh, eggs from the abyssal chickens. It's just awful, Griff. You... It's like a weird leathery carapace. Uh huh. And I hate it. I'm imagining a lot of rich fiction for these things all of a sudden. Like you think I I'm thinking like there's like a sport almost, maybe like a like a like a, like an Olympic game where you grab the abyssal chicken by like those wings and almost like axe throwing and you just, and just see huck it. You j- it's just chicken hucking. Well, uh-oh. Hey Griff. Yeah. Our opportunities expand cuz hey, read the the, the, the that bottom sentence there. <gasps> You're right, I forgot about this. With your permission, I'm assuming talking about the Dungeon Master, a character who casts Find Familiar can henceforth choose to conjure an abyssal chicken instead of a raven. Yuck. Why would, why would, why would you want? Maybe maybe you just really like abyssal chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you do it by accident, right? Like your your familiar dies and you're like, okay, I'm going to try to reshape it into a raven to make it a little more safe. And then this fucking thing pops out of the original circle. And then whoops all chicken. (laughs) Oops, all leather chicken. Gone are the days days of leather daddies. (laughs) Now it's It's all about leather chickens. Leather chickens all the way down. Oh, God, Griff. So, by extension, if those things are, in fact, wings, jury's still out. But, I mean, do you it get... Looks like it, it looks like it splits itself open to fly. I think those are just and two I different... I think those are just two wings that are, like... I think that's where, like, they fold up, right? Ugh. I don't think it's one unit that splits in two. I think it, those are two different it, wings. It just looks like it's one unit that splits in two. I mean, you're right. And, but do you think like ugh. chicken wings and like the leg and the thigh and everything are still like? I mean, it says it says it right in there on the it's, book. It says it tastes like fatty chicken, chicken abyssal chicken gizzards. Well, like if you look at its throat, it's kind of got like a poofy sort of looking like glottis kind of thing going there. It's like a spiky. It's like yeah, a sp- it's like a sea urchin. Uh, yeah, kinda like a weird spiky throat ball. That's the delicacy right there. Yeah, it's like you know, chicken gizzards. Mm-hmm. That, for this, for that, it's this this fucking thing. <laughs> Abyssal chicken neck ball. Yeah, no, you take the when you're harvesting the food, you take mm-hmm. that out in the end, and it's just a nice, a neat stress ball. Oh god! Oh no! Yeah, it doubles as acupuncture. Oh, Zachary! As, as hand acupuncture. <laughs> What's curious to me is that these things appear in Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus. Yes. And Avernus is in the Hells, which is the realm of devils, not demons. And this is a demon chicken. So, was this like, did did some devil decide to start breeding his own abyssal chickens? Did some abyssal, did a crate of abyssal chicken eggs fall off a, a battle wagon? Please, was, uh, abyssal chicken. Like, like, look at the motherfucker. It's definitely like an invasive species. 
One of them just accidentally <laughs> got 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 let loose and and bred with something, and then they just kind of got out of control from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it. yeah. You had a, a a ripe abyssal hen that landed, and you know, dropped a bunch of its eggs, and then uh, those 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 little devils, sorry, little demons, hatched, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, the rest is fucking. That's that's it. A, the AFC history. And then the devils, ever uh, capitalizing on these things, decided to franchise it. Yeah. So how can we make the best out of a bad situation? Yeah, Clearly. yeah let's see. Who's the first asshole to eat one of these things, though? That's what I want to know. Demon Colonel Sanders? <laughs> I'm Demon Colonel Sanders. How's it going? <laughs> I like how he doesn't have a, a fun demon name. It's just no, it's, it's demon, demon Colonel Sanders. It's just Demon Colonel Sanders. You probably met my brother up up on the surface world. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! They're related? Yeah, no. The, well, the, the, there's triplets. There's there's oh, Demon no. Colonel Sanders. There's regular Colonel Sanders, and then and then there's Celestial Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Try my secret blend of eleven herbs and spices. I'll 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 tell you what's in it for your soul. Yeah, the eleven spices just damnation, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, One. it's 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 salt, thyme, rosemary, a little bit of uh of of fucking I don't know what else, and then just a just a just a skosh of damnation. A skosh of damnation, uh to to keep it coming back for more. A little bit of hellfire. Yeah, no, when they have that, you know, like AFC has that those like punch card promotions. Yeah. Yeah. It, normally when you fill it out like you get a free stuff. This time the 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 damnation adds up. So once you fill out your punch card, you just are stuck in hell. Mm. But they Seems don't like- tell you that. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so you, you think, oh, hey, but guess you know, I mean, it's hell. Like they're not going to be. I think it's got to be like a double-edged sword. I think you get the free meal, but in the fine print, it's also giving yeah. up your soul. And, yeah, and, and yeah, the, the yeah, when if you don't read between the lines, you know, you're giving up your soul. You're stuck yeah. in hell. You think with like those KFC did those like those like molten chocolate cakes, right? Like where you cut yeah. into it, they're like in, the, in like the, the, the lava the cakes. Yeah, love those things. There's, it's just real lava. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's just like a, it's just like a rocky exterior, and you cut into it, and it's just and, real it, ju- lava. and, and, and it burns through your plate, it, like through the table. And you're like, what the fuck was the point of this? Ah, uh, yeah, I love it. I spent <laughs> six bucks on this thing. I don't even get to eat it now. <laughs> Shit. And that then, are like, you know, like you brought it home thinking you're gonna eat it immediately, uh, and, but then you let it sit like a goon, and then you chomp into it, and it's just igneous rock, and yeah. you're like, ah, my teeth, fuck. <laughs> Shit! I'm gonna sue, but you can't because they got good lawyers. They do. Mm. People have tried. People have tried for yeah. years, ages, yeah. eons. Demon Colonel Sanders, man, he's a <laughs> he's a wily one. Yeah, he's 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 a bulwark. He's been for, he's been vying for demon lord status for a while now, and I think that honestly, he just got his business succeeded far more than he thought it would down in the abyss, and he's just like I'm I'm more powerful than all the demon lords combined, like. And his bulwark of demon lawyers will make sure that he gets there. So. Yeah, he's got a his his like legendary action is just summoning a, a like a horde of a hundred abyssal chickens. Yeah, and then the other one is putting someone in a deep fryer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's where we're at. That's where we're at. 
Fuck. All right. I'm honestly, well, hey. can I say one last thing about abyssal chickens? I'm honestly surprised that in some way, shape, or form, they don't explode naturally. Yeah, see, I actually, yeah, that's a fair point. And also, I have one last thing, and that is fuck these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we've got, frankly, far too many of these we things. Have so many of them. So if you want to have, like, like, a cool, like, experimental cookout night with you and your friends, like, let us know. Abyssal chicken fucking barbecue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, trying something new with the homies. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, uh, that's all we got for our itty bitty cool. boys. Let's get uh, the fuck out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here. I don't want to look <laughs> at these goddamn cursed creatures any longer. Um, so, uh, yeah. Up. Small boys. Itty bitty boys. Even smaller boys. Pet shop boys. That's all I can do. Thanks. Thanks, Lizzo. Um, uh, please, but yeah. It's, please, as, please I, it's, it's Grizzo. Grizzo, okay. Uh, well, as per usual, thank you so much for uh, listening. Uh, check out other shows on the Ghostlight Media Network. I'm talking shows like Another Path, Shakespeare, I Missed It, Imprinted Echoes. That's all of them. That's all of them. I, I always feel like I'm forgetting another one. Nope, just the five. It's just those five. Beautiful. I mean, check those just, out. Just five shows with years of content, you know. That's whatever. fair. There's a lot of us. Um... But yeah, uh, other than that, um, feel free to, uh, if you like our show and want to support us uh, financially, you can uh, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia, where you can donate to your favorite shows and get content from your favorite shows. Uh, uh, we have a sort of rotating monthly uh, thing between all of us for extra content. I believe we just put a new merch option up. We did. Um, where you can get Patreon-exclusive merch mm-hmm. that you can't find in our store online store um, i believe the um if it's not this month it was it was it's coming up it's uh a zephyr shenastilioth sings the hits t-shirt i'm very um, or or piece of merchandise uh based on the ad that you was featured on this show amazing um otherwise yeah if you guys have any questions for us as pet professionals or if you think your uh, D or tabletop rpg character is in desperate need of a pet and you want to tell us a little bit about them and we can point you in the right direction you can leave uh, those messages at pet Shopcast on twitter either on our page or in our dms we are always happen uh, always happy to take those suggestions and just run way too far with them absolutely uh but other than that we should be good to go thank you so much once again for stopping by i have been zach i have been griffin and just remember everybody have a at the end of the day it's it's all about love baby i've been saying that for years oh it is all all about about love love. you you don't oh stop it (laughs) oh bye Thank you all for listening to episode 59 of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over on ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and the phenomenal people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Kyle, Brayden, and Kim for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her SoundCloud at Nikki Does Puzzles or at Nicole Voice on Twitter. We'd like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast as part of Ghostlight Media. 
We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, just remember, I like big boys. Itty bitty boys. This is a Ghost Like Media production.